What up? What up, everybody? And welcome back to On the Break, a basketball podcast brought to you by Since Blue Loud Media. This is the trade deadline edition live. Me, Josh, Kyle, boys, what's going on? What's up, guys? Good to see you. Good to be back. What's up, guys? Do we have people looking at us now? People are looking at us. They're watching us live. People are looking at us? That's why Kyle took up that uh, the sexy pose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to go with the Titanic pose for all the listeners. Uh, yeah, everybody can see why I'm always looking forward to this podcast every week. It's about time. We've been talking about it forever, right? <laughs> we have. I legitimately don't have anywhere to sit in here, so this is what I'm going with. But uh, I'm actually quite comfortable. Glad you're able to uh, meet us, Josh. I know you're running a little late from work because you think it's important to uh, provide for your family, evidently, over this podcast, which is skewed. Not, not ideal. Skewed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not ideal. It's trade deadline day. Today's been a, a hell of a ride, I'll tell you. Dude, my phone did not stop. Did not stop blowing up today. It's not because I have any friends. No one texts me. It was just all trade deadline news. <laughs> I, I was uh, blowing up Kyle's chat at work. He wouldn't, when I wouldn't get replies uh, back like every five seconds, I was like, where is he? <laughs> Has he been like, traded? I actually have shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> Has Kyle been traded to the outfielder? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, oh, man. man. I, I went through two phone batteries today at work, walking around tweeting and stuff out of all the accounts and texting you guys and just generally keeping an eye on all the woes bombs and everything that was going on. It was a hell of a day in the, you know, the trade trade market. Dude, yeah, you were busy on Twitter. Uh, you're apparently a, a huge Luke Walton fan. Dude, the, <laughs> all these people have been telling me, trying to tell me today that Luke Walton is the problem. And once they get him out of there, they're going to be good. And the hell of it is, I get on Twitter later on after I have all these arguments with people where I'm about to throw my phone through a wall. And <sighs> the first post I see on my feed is LeVar Ball sitting there talking about how Luke Walton's the problem. <laughs> no, the problem is, is LeBron's got 14 dudes on the fucking trade block, and they're all like, fuck this guy, and there's no chemistry. Right, exactly. <laughs> to be fair, the Luke problem. Walton is a problem. He's not the problem, but he's a problem there. Dude, he is the least of their problems right he's now. He's the least of their problems. And this is what I told Justin earlier. How many coaches make a difference in the NBA? Four or five? Yeah, I saw that text. Um, I th so I, I really do think that coaches make make a big difference, but how many coaches take a team from being good to elite? Yeah, like four or five. But right. I do think that you have to have a system that fits your uh, fits your skills. Yeah, like uh, the coach for the Bucks. You know, he was down in Atlanta last yeah. year. They won like 24, 25 games, but he fits perfectly on the Bucks. And he look how well they're doing under his philosophy. Good old yeah, boot exactly. holder. Yeah, Budenholzer. I Budenholzer. like him a lot. Thank you. Yep, I, I like gonna, him a lot, man. And I mean, I they're they're doing hell of a good things with the with the Bucks in general. I mean, Giannis put up forty six points. They had fifty and a quarter last night. Unbelievable. Unreal. That's that's the same team that was playing for Jason Kidd last year. You know, so pretty much. And I wouldn't even say that Budenholzer. <laughs> probably not. I wouldn't say that he's a top five coach in the league or a top eight coach in the league. It's just his system, yeah. right? You know, right. And, well, yeah, the system thing, and then he also he's able to open it up for those guys. I mean, we've watched right. we've watched Thibodeau smother people to death for the last like two years in Minnesota. It's the same type of thing. Yeah, yeah, and Thibodeau is equally bad at uh, being an analyst as he is a coach. Is he an analyst? <laughs> yeah. Well, he he's he's attempting to be. I don't think I think that's going to be a short stint. Oh, I'll be listening, baby. <laughs> Josh, it is brutal. Is it? <laughs> Let's brutal. get him fired from this job too. Yeah, he, <laughs> dude, he will get himself fired out of this one in like fifteen seconds. He was awful. He has as much personality on the air as he does on the court, which is not much. He just looks like he's about to have a coronary, no matter what happens. <laughs> is he just a rager still? Does he just yes? Is he just look like he's about to die just because he's so pissed off? Yes. Yeah, it looks like he's going to have a heart attack at any given moment. And, yes, and that's what I like to see. The other thing that Go I really ahead. don't get about him is how he always manages to make his hair look wet. It's really upsetting. <laughs> There's not that much of it, but it's like each strand is just soaked. Yeah, I just, I mean, I guess you're sweating because you're just, you're so, he's so high strung that, you know. That that's that mob it. grease, dude. That's like the <laughs> grease that they're importing from China to give to Burger King, and that's how he makes his racket in the mob. He's just looking at it in his hair. It's something weird like that. He does have that diabetic mob leader kind yeah. of vibe. Uh, I know, Justin, you wanted to start with Carmelo. That was an interesting trade. I mean, that's dating back already. I mean, it feels like it was yesterday, but it was over two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, well, are they going to waive him, though? Like, I don't really see them keep. They already did. Yeah, they're going to. 
Right, because, I mean, look at what they, they made the move for Otto Porter. So you look at Chicago, I mean, compared to the other teams that are going to be in that bottom five or six, their young core, maybe along with Phoenix, is pretty solid, though. I mean, you got Levine, Wendell Carter, uh, you got Otto Porter now, Chris Dunn, you're going to get a good draft pick this year. They, I think they're actually going to put something together there. My favorite thing to see in trades is when it says cash considerations, because you know – that Houston was like, we'll pay you millions of dollars. Just take this dude off of our hands, please. <laughs> please take this cancer. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, until this trade happened, I didn't even know he was still there. I'd forgotten they just stashed him away. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, he, has he been showing up to the games even? No, no. Okay. I don't think so. I think it's just been like know. a, you know, DMP, CD kind of thing. Yeah, I mean. DMP that, sucks. Do you think Melo's out of the league now? No. After this year? No. I think, I, dude, I'm I'm afraid that the Lakers are gonna sign him. Uh, you're afraid? I'm excited that they're gonna sign him. <laughs> I know you're a, you're a Boston fan. Yeah, but I we'll, we'll go into the Lakers thing here in a few minutes. But for sure, yeah. dude, given their shenanigans, uh, this guy Russ is honestly becoming my favorite player because he's about basketball. And I'm getting and as much as I love LeBron's game, I'm getting tired of the, just the fucking charades. And it's on even more of a, it's even more of a microscope because he's in LA now, right? Yeah, and it's just it's unbearable. Strong agree. Strong. Him agree. and him and Giannis are about basketball, but LeBron has. I mean, LeBron's never been like this before, right? I'm no. pretty sure that he's just drinking every night and tweeting out stuff just because he can't stand that he's gonna have to go to practice and practice with those guys the next day. He's just getting plastered every night. Did you have? I to, think. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I think there's a strong chance that of the other 14 players on that roster. 11 or 12 are off that team by next year. I would agree with that. Uh, that team is a mess, and they just absolutely torpedoed their their uh, morale by sitting there saying that every single person other than LeBron is up for trade. They did. I mean, if you're not going to pull the trigger on it, you know it's going to be a, just uncomfortable. It's just going to be even more of a shit show after the fact. LeVar's back on the scene. Like, Yeah, I mean, what's the deal with that? PR nightmare. Out. Yeah. He came out when Lonzo was on the block, and then I haven't heard anything from him from the moment the tread deadline <laughs> stopped. It's like they put him back in the uh, in the trunk. Like yeah. LeBron's <laughs> goons put him back in the trunk or something. I don't know. But yeah. um, Almost certainly. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, we'll get to the, the Lakers here in a couple minutes. I want to go through these trades in order. Uh, after also, that – oh, go ahead. At risk of being kicked off the show by, the, by my producer, I'm, I have some stuff to say about the Celtics. Okay. For sure. All right, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, so we moved on to the next trade, which was a huge trade for the Mavericks. It was a seven-player trade. We had Dallas getting Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, and Trey Burke. We actually already talked about this on the last show a little bit, but I, I do want to talk to you guys about you know kind of how it settles out. The Knicks received DeAndre Jordan, Dennis Smith Jr., Wesley Matthews, and two future first. They're obviously not successive. What do you guys think about this as the dust has settled? Now that I've had some time to sit on it, because I was, I was okay with it last week. I'm happy about it now. Uh, I really, the more I study Kristaps and realize he actually is a huge, he's a great rim protector. Um, he's a better defender than I thought, better athlete. As long as he's healthy, I really love what we're building for the future. Uh, Tim Hardaway's on a bad contract, but maybe we can get him to play for less money because he's good. He, he, he's a good third or fourth scoring option. And you could see last night, it was his first game. He's a little nervous. Field goal percentage wasn't great, but he made some really good plays. And he had easy looks because Luka was going to find him. He didn't have to create shots like he did in New York. So, uh, you know, I'm okay with the picks now, uh, now that I, I see it and I'm looking at it on paper. I think that's a huge win for Dallas. Dallas wasn't the winner of this draft or of this uh, trade deadline, but they were damn close. Second or third? Uh, they were. I would put them in second. Um, Chris Stops is 23. Luka Doncic is 19. These two could be the two most dominant players, um, dominant duo over the next in the 2020s. 10 years. Yeah. In the 2020s, they could be the number one and number two duo. Agreed. Yeah. No, I certainly agree with that too. Uh, and I can't even imagine, we, like I said, we talked about this a little bit last week, but I can't even imagine who Dallas is going to go out and swing for the fences in free agency this year. I, I've heard a lot of things. I've heard like Vucevic. I hate to even say this, but that's a lot of white guys on a team, and that just for, a lot of white guys yeah. on a team. But I still feel like can't run. You got to play. Yeah. You got to play grit and grind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but Real I, scrappy team. Uh, something that I <laughs> love. High basketball IQ. Something that I love that I think Dallas could do is go out and get like Kimba, something like that. They could do that, and that would be wild. 
That would definitely so be wild. Let's just speculate on that. That's going to come up in the next in the next few trades here for sure, because that's a big deal. They they cleared up a lot of cap space with the Harrison Bond trade. Okay, yeah, yeah we'll go, we'll go in order. We'll get to that because I, I have some thoughts there. Yeah, um, but the two first round picks at the at the end of the day don't really bother me because of their next four years of first round picks. They don't own three of them. So what? I mean, it doesn't really matter at this point. They've already kind of gone yeah. all in. But we'll get to the the rest of that that kind of trade in a few minutes. But and you get not- Trey Trey Burke, who I mean. Honestly, if you miss on a guard, he's probably not going to be that much better than Trey Burke anyways. No. So, I mean, it's it's not a big deal. 2023 is the second first-round pick. I yeah. think the Mavs should be competing at that point. Strong agree. Yeah. Dallas won't be in the lottery for the next 10 years. No. I think they're going to the playoffs next year, and I think they'll stay there. Wow. Yeah. I mean, barring injury, I think they're they're at least a lower a lower seed playoff team. Yeah, for sure. Higher seed, yeah. All right, so next we've got Yeah, next we've got the Bulls and Thunder trade. Josh, you want to start us talking about this one? I mean, there's not a whole lot to say here. We got to protect the 2020 second round <laughs> pick for the Thunder. That's not a big deal and then we paid somebody to take Cabarot. That's this doesn't change either player or either team. So why did they do it? Do you think it was to clear up a roster spot something like that? Yeah, um so they're saving 7.3 million in luxury tax. Okay. I had a feeling it was something like that. Because aren't they what they're like the second or third highest highest uh, salary? They are. I think they were they were definitely number they're, one. They were, had the like third. the highest luxury tax of all time before they waived Melo and then waived and stretched his contract. Um, so now they're up there. They're up there for sure. I think they might still be the, the highest. They're number I'll three. Look at- they're number, they're three. number three. Yep, Miami, Golden number State, three. Oklahoma City, Toronto, Portland. Miami, Dude, Miami has some bad contracts. Bro. They have Whiteside's contract is terrible. Dragic contract is pretty bad uh i don't even have it in front of me i just i just know those off the top of my head i bet hassan whiteside wishes that he would have signed with the mavericks a while back yeah he does <laughs> uh, the the reason the thunder is so high is strictly russ and pg i mean this year they're bringing in 30 or yeah 66 million combined yeah good lord that's crazy worth it worth it though i mean look where they're at yeah very true uh, the next one we've got is the Blazers. Got Rodney Hood for Wade Baldwin, Nick Stauskas, who is not done being on the move, and two future first or second round picks. Excuse me. This is an yeah. interesting trade. Yeah, I like that trade. Uh, Nick Nick Stauskas for people that maybe casual fans are not huge huge fans or watch every game or know who Nick Stauskas is. Kid can shoot. Yeah, uh, he's from from Michigan. He, you know, typical played four years kind of guy, but he can play. Uh, I'm a huge Rodney Hood guy. I feel like he kind of got a bad, bad image or bad, bad rap on Cleveland last year. They just stopped using him. Basically, Rodney Hood in Utah was 17, 18 points per game. Can create his own shot. Can knock down threes. I think that's a big get for Portland, who's still trying to make that push as a you know top four seed maybe in the West. I think I think that's a huge pickup for them because you still start McCollum, Lillard, and uh, my man. What's the big man's name there? I always want to say Jokic, Nurkic, and, Nurkic yeah. and then you can bring Rodney Hood off the bench as maybe your sixth man and still have that scoring and that firepower. Rodney Hood, I, I, I agree 100%. Um, everybody saw Rodney Hood whenever he was in Cleveland. He got benched, actually. He got to where he wasn't playing any minutes. I don't know what was wrong with him, but he averages or he shoots 38% from the three point line uh, in Toronto or um, total last year. And then this year, he's averaging 36% from the three-point line. So that's a good three-point shooter. Um, he's a great player off the bench. He's going to play good defense, too. He's long and strong. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, a win for Portland. And I, I have I got to pull up his contract on hoops type and see what he's getting paid. But, I mean, I think the move for Cleveland there is – Cleveland's just hitting reset, the ultimate reset. The, the ultimate yeah. reset, yes. Which they don't really – have to do much to hit the reset button no <laughs> yeah anyways right they've been uh, really bad i think it's fair to say i was wrong about colin sexton i know it's quick to jump to conclusions but he has really not impressed me yeah yeah i was too i um a lot so there's whenever you come out of college there's two different like ways to ways to play you can either be really fundamental sound or you can be really athletic and have one athletic in college i think athletic people 
have more of a, or, or I know athletic people have a harder time converting from college to the NBA because the game is so much faster. So the right. things that they could do in college aren't there anymore. So like, look at Kuzma. Kuzma was very fundamentally sound, hit the league and was great immediately. Right. Um, if you're not just a Ben Simmons freak, you're going to have a little bit of adjustment time watching those gaps that you used to hit close, watching the um, players move in front of you that you used to be able to beat. So I, I, it's not time to panic on Colin Sexton, but he doesn't look as impressive to me as I thought he was going to be. Yeah, and I'm just saying, like, Shea Gilgis Alexander was taken later, and just looking out back on it, it's like, why would you not take a six six guard with a seven foot wingspan in today's NBA? But right. yeah, yeah, the the Cavs suck, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's that's the basic thesis of the whole thing, dude. This next trade, this one's wild. Fire. This is this is this your number one, Josh? Is this your winner? Right this here? is by far my winner, yeah. Me too. I this, agreed. This puts the Sixers with the the best ro- or the second best roster starting five in the league. Yeah, Justin, so, so why don't you tell us yeah. what the what the trade is exactly? So the seven the seventy sixers received Tobias Harris, Baban Bojanovic, and Mike Scott. The Clippers got Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, Landry Shamit, a twenty twenty first round pick, a twenty twenty one first round pick. That's from Miami. And then two future second round picks from Detroit. Clippers are stashing assets low key. That 2021 pick is going to be the first year that they could do away with the one and done rule. Yep. So you can have the best players. If you get a lottery pick on that, which is a very, very real possibility that's going to happen because that's when they're going to lose Whiteside. Miami's struggling. Yeah. And that's when they're going to lose Whiteside, too, who's the only person that keeps that team alive besides maybe Drogic. But if you can, if you have that, you're going to have the lottery stacked with the best players from two different classes. Yeah, I didn't realize. So I, I know we were talking about Josh and you were talking about how great of a pick that was going to be because that's going to be historically a great draft potentially based on the talent that's prospected. And Miami, we assume, is going to be a lottery pick. I didn't realize it was the one and done rule was gone then. So that, yeah, that's huge. That's the first year that has the potential to be gone. So, oh, okay. Okay. And, the UCBA. It's going to be gone. You know, I agree. Right? Dude, I'm myself to it. Tobias yeah. Harris, though, I mean, that's just such a win for the Sixers. He is low key. Like I knew he was averaging like like twenty points, maybe kind of fringe all star. So he's averaging twenty one and eight, but the dude is shooting fifty percent from the field, forty three from three, and eighty eight from a free throw. I mean, that's much better than I thought. Much more efficient than I thought. Uh, him being your fourth option, you know, that's a true big four to me. Yeah, uh, I think they have the most talent on the. I don't know if they're going to win the East because I think chemistry is going to play a part. Like the Bucks have more chemistry, right? They're, it's clear. Yes. But their roster is not as talented. Sixers have the best roster in the Eastern Conference. And I may argue the second best roster in the NBA. Uh, second best starting five for sure. You still got Redick off the bench. Uh, Boban is just a 7-4 monster. You know, so you could, if this team tries to go big on you, throw Boban and Embiid out there. I mean, that's Holy size. God. Yeah, that's enormous. Yeah. Um, that dude is 10 to 20 free throw makes away from a 50, 40, 90 season. Yeah. That's at 20 points per game. Like that's historically great. So he's extremely efficient. They, um, it's going to open up the floor so much for Ben Simmons too. Absolutely. It's so much for Ben Simmons. So look at their roster though. How, How do you, what do you think their starting lineup is going to look like? So I actually have it as Simmons, Redick, uh, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid. So you bring J- J- uh, Redick because Redick's been their sixth man. Yeah. So you bring him into the starting lineup. I, I do. I'm to. I'm trying to open it up as much as possible for Ben Simmons, dude. I'm going to let. But I'm you have four ben elite scores. Yeah. yeah I mean, they do different things. They do different things. Like Redick's a catch and shoot guy. Tobias Harris is a slasher, but clearly a capable three point shooter at forty three percent. Jimmy Butler's a little more ball dominant, but him and Ben Simmons have shown that they can work it together. And then Embiid is just, I mean, every time he gets in the post, I'm just like, this is fucking barbecue chicken on whoever he is guarding him. Yeah, exactly. There's no one in the league that can guard that guy. And because if you get him in the post, or if he's, you're strong enough to stop him in the post, you can't guard him on the perimeter. You know, he's going to pick and pop all day and hit those threes on you. But um, that team, for them to be great, Jimmy Butler's going to have to take less of a role. um, And he's going to have to, back him up on defense because Tobias Harris is small for his position. He's not a great defender. You're going to have to have Jimmy Butler be a shutdown guy. And Ben Simmons is going to have to do the same thing too, which they can both do. 
but um, they're going to have to take okay. less of an offensive load. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy's going to have to just maybe transition to a shooter a little bit more. I just, I would, my biggest concern, and we've already kind of hit on it, though, is just the chemistry part of it. I just, I, I wonder how I, all those lineups work on paper, but we've seen that before. And, I, I mean, it should work right, but Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's a cancer. And I just, I get a weird feeling about that team. I don't know what it is, other than it's the fact scary. that I know the Bucks are better than they are. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that, but it's going to take, so what it's going to take is how Josh has talked about maybe one or two episodes ago, but he's talked about it a couple of times. And it's something I feel strongly about is LeBron's ability to galvanize teammates. Well, somebody on that Sixers team is going to have to step up and become that person. Uh, and I think Ben Simmons is a little too introverted. And I think Jimmy Butler is a little too much of an asshole. Uh, I think Reddick has a great personality. I listen to his podcast, but I don't think he's a good enough player. And Tobias Harris can't really do it since he just got there, so it has to be Joel Embiid in my in my mind. Yeah, Redick Redick has to be the veteran leader there, and Joel Embiid has to be the person on the floor. Right, right, and he has the personality to do it where Ben Simmons yeah. does it, and that's fine. Yeah, I, I was just browsing at the the home and away splits for the Bucks. They're twenty three and four at home. <laughs> yeah, they're tough at home. That's rough. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. How many playoff series has Giannis won? No, I'm. We'll see though. I mean, this is a different we'll year see. for him. This Not year, yet. this year is going to be different. They will win one playoff series this Absolutely. year. Absolutely, they took the Celtics to seven games last year though. Because if they finish in the first seed and it sits how how it is now, and they lose to the goddamn Heat in the first round, I'm off the Giannis train. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, so, who's your favorite coming out of the East now? Me. Yeah. Sixers. Sixers. It was before. It was the Sixers. It was the Celtics before. I'm going Sixers now, and I think I'm doing that just because I hate all the other teams. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like the Celtics just haven't gotten it going. And man, if they yeah. could have found someone that would have taken that Hayward contract, that would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, he's a shadow of himself, but it could be a Paul George situation where it just takes like three years instead of a year. That's true. But I will still say I like the Celtics a lot. We keep saying they're going to get it together. They got to get it together. They're going to get it going. Brad Stevens knows what they're doing. I mean, we're what fifty-five games in. Like it's yeah. it's, it's a little happening. it's a little late. Yeah, um, they're a mess. Um, we say that, and they're thirty-five and nineteen. Yeah, I mean right. they're fourth place. They're five and a half games out of first. No, I mean third, third place now. Oh really? Oh, it yep, must have just updated in the time. They got a tiebreaker over the Pacers. Yeah, mm, pretty good. They're a mess because they're underachieving heavily. They should be with the talent that they have on that team. They should be far and away. Maybe not now. They should be far and away the best team on the in the East. Uh, well, I don't know. Like, so if you give me their top four versus Sixers top four, I don't think it's that close. I just said maybe not now. Just right, right, that, right. But I meant before. Yeah, I All mean right. Milwaukee's just Milwaukee just plays as a team. Oh shit, you're right, Justin. That Gordon Hayward contract would have been nice to let go. He's, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's the that's the worst contract in the NBA. He's the sixth highest played player, 31 million, 32 next year, and 34 the following year. Yeah. And that's whenever you said that uh it may be like Paul George where it takes him three years. I'm like, great, just until the end of that contract. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> then some, some terrible contracts in the NBA. Yeah, there really are, man. Paul uh, Millsap and Al Horford make more than Damian Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. Paul Millsap should not make $30 million. Let's move on a little bit to yeah, some of the yeah. the other trades that have happened. Um, I'm going to skip forward a little bit on a few of these because they're kind of cash consideration yeah. type trades. Re Reggie Bullock to the Lakers. You can miss me with that one. Yeah. I, I like that one. Do you? Yeah, I like it for the Lakers. Josh yeah. likes all players that I fucking can't stand. Well, that's that's the only thing that the Lakers managed to be able to do other than, like, I think one other deal. But we'll talk. Yeah, about Lakers that. were big losers here. Yeah, um, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, let's see what else. Too. So we've got uh, the Pelicans got Markeith Morris. I think they cut him immediately. The Wizards yep. got Wesley Johnson. Markeith's been hurt, right? Yes. Yeah. So that was the Wizards are trying. Are, they're trying to blow that up, but they did the crappiest job I've ever seen any well, team. Their main up, their main right? goal was to get under the luxury tax, which they managed to do. Exactly. So they were good. What What are they trying to do? What I mean, you're not, you just don't want to pay anything. Like what? Are, 
They don't want to pay well, the the who you cares? Know, three times. They don't want to pay a tax for losing and having nobody come to their games. God, man, that's yeah. I, I, you. You have to trade if you're the Wizards. You have to get rid of Bradley Bill. Offer him for AD. I don't think that would get that deal done. That would not get that deal done. I mean, offer him and a bunch of other players. For hey, AD. real quick, thirty seconds. Can we talk about John Wall's injury? Yeah, hilarious. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So like, okay, he made forty-seven million is going to make forty-seven million dollars in his last year, and he just fucking. He tore his, he ruptured his Achilles. Well, so, okay, so I read into this today. So he originally, what was his original injury? It, uh, wasn't it, was, a the, ruptured, it was a ruptured Achilles, I thought, at no, his home. He, well, so that was the second part of it. So he had, okay. he had like some foot injury that he had surgery on. It had an infection. They went back in there and he had slipped at home and like ruptured part of his Achilles, which I didn't even know was possible, to be honest with you. His yeah. house is just an ice rink. big fan of hockey it's gotta be ice everywhere it's gotta be it (laughs) yeah dude that's horrible he tore his achilles ball in his house i'm pretty sure that he's faking it and he's just done with the wizards hey man he's making 47 million dollars to do nothing i mean yeah i'm gonna collect my 50 mil and i'm gonna sit at home (laughs) pretty good on my foot (laughs) pretty good it's crazy that if that happens to a football player they don't make a fucking dime well quarterback maybe because you have guaranteed money but a lot of those guys don't have guaranteed anything yep. dude they got to get chris paul in there to do their cba man they need yeah, somebody no like kidding. that no kidding um well that's a good segue because we'll talk about this bulls wizards trade bulls got Otto Love. porter jr which is a great trade i think for Love jabari it. parker and bobby portis bobby portis was you know clogging things up in that chicago lineup the problem with chicago is they don't need to be good Right, exactly. Bobby Portis is not a bad player, but they don't. They, they I, I think they win on that trade because Jabari Parker is. I'm, I'm done with him. Otto Porter is making twenty seven and a half, a little rich, but gives them another piece of a strong young core that I referenced earlier. What the hell are the Wizards doing? <laughs> yeah, you had a real Jesus. confused look those on your face. Are, those are horrible. Yeah, um, yeah. Otto Porter is a little bit rich, but he's the best role player in the league. Like yeah. that's yeah. that's you can get more than Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker, both of which just are horrible. Like shouldn't even see the floor. Bobby Portis maybe, but Jabari Parker's playing bad. Yeah. Um those two are expiring horrible. contracts, I think, is the only reason they did it. Correct. The yeah, the Wizards have real assets that they can deal for something or future picks, and they're not doing it, they're dealing it for nothing to get underneath the luxury tax markeith morris is a hell of a player what are they doing hey scott brooks knows horrible. scott brooks must be gm over there or something <laughs> scott brooks knows what's going on okay god dang it he's making all- bad. <laughs> i'm so mad dude bad week for the wizards and your your max your super max guy tears his fucking achilles so dude, i didn't or so right now as things go they they definitely did the worst at the trade deadline so far right if I could give lower than an F, I would give it to the Wizards. <laughs> if there's a letter, like, like I don't want you to fail and stay in your in your grade. I want you to move back. You've got to go back to kindergarten and learn how to color again. Yeah, that, those two trades are just horrendous. <laughs> so are they your are they your biggest loser, Josh? Yes or no? God dang it! Yes, yeah, by so far. They're, like they're my they're my third biggest loser, and the reason being, I agree that they are terrible trades. The biggest loser is the Los Angeles Lakers because you're the Los Angeles Lakers and the expectation and the attraction, the LeBron factor, all the money, all the money you have, all these assets you have, and they didn't get shit done. Yeah. Um, They're the biggest loser to me. And then uh, the Pelicans are second because you have this incredible asset that you were just being fucking really greedy with, quite frankly, because didn't we see a Lakers offer that was like Ball, Ingram, Kuzma, KCP, Hart, and two firsts, and they were like, nah, we're good. I agree 100% that the Pelicans are being idiots, and they're going to lose because of it. I strongly they're disagree, actually. I strongly they, need to, di- they need to sit him. Do you agree they need to sit him? Uh, because if you let him play and you let your only trade asset get hurt, you're losing that franchise for sure. More than likely. They're going to get the GM, Del, uh, Dory, Del something like that. He's going to get fired no matter what happens here. So. Sure. Because he he, he doesn't want to be and fire the, him right now for turning down that Lakers uh, deal. Well, but it's but just like ahead. he he just doesn't want to be the one that trades away Anthony Davis. And I, to be honest, I can't blame him. But the thing is, they're they're doing the best thing for the franchise at this point. They did two things here. Number one, they screwed over the Lakers, which I love. Number two, though, 
They're Just holding out till this Boston. summer. Dude, Boston is going to give up. I've heard Tatum. Uh, I've he doesn't heard... want to go to Boston, bro. He's not going. Dude, <laughs> they're going to pay for it, though? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I guess he, he doesn't have like, a choice. He get traded and then not because he's got one year left. Yeah, but he doesn't have a choice. And so, so play one year in Boston and you all lose him and you will have traded away superstar talent. I have the a difference between Tatum real quick, Josh. The difference between Tatum and any of those guys we mentioned on the Lakers who are all pretty good players is Tatum has more superstar potential. But I also think that the the Pelicans here need to look at what's going to happen this summer and those aren't going to be the only two teams that will pay the farm for him and i think that they need to see what see that through i, I don't think that's a dumb okay. idea at all I, yeah I, I don't okay i'm with that because they can maybe get a better deal than what the lakers offered maybe not depth wise but top end players but it's, i just don't think it's going to be a deal with the celtics here's my prediction anthony davis has already he has the, his like destinations were leaked four spots leaked i want four spots like oh we found it on the it was left on the sidewalk outside the the building like that's not leaked that was his agent putting it out there and saying we don't want to be traded to any other place besides this and now teams will not trade their future for him it's going to continue to happen anthony davis is going to continue to get fined fifty thousand dollars who cares for um uh, tampering because he's going to continue to say, I don't want to play for Boston. I don't want to play for Boston. And then the Boston Boston's going to realize finally that they don't want to, he doesn't want to play for them and they're not going to trade for him. And he'll end up going for the Lakers for less money than what Pelicans would have gotten. I don't understand I why yeah. everybody thinks that he's going to the Lakers. I was about to say, I don't think he's going to the Lakers now because of what transpired. I think there's two places, New York or Wherever the fuck Giannis goes, because apparently they are just like homies. New York's going to have to sign him, though. They don't have any assets sure. to trade. Right, but they, so they, they, two they, have, years. they have 70 something million. Yeah, they have two max cap spaces. Sure, but that's not going to be this summer. That's going to be next summer. So they're going to forego not getting Kite or like a Kyrie or a KD or a Kemba in order to pay Anthony Davis the year after that? Okay, what if they sign. Kimba and KD, mm-hmm. right? And then they trade, and then they get the first pick, and they draft Zion. And they, would, trade, they trade Kimba, Zion, and a future first, and now you have KD and AD. Dude, if I was a player, I would not sign with any team right now without a no-trade clause. If I was a superstar, I would say, you're putting that no-trade clause on here if I'm gonna, me and KD are going to go and play together. Yeah. So well, I, I think that's, but remember I, too that KD's gonna go sign a one year deal like he has been. LeBron started that whole thing, and that's really a brilliant idea, and that's what's gonna continue to happen. Yeah. That's where this Agreed. whole thing is going. So where where do you see him landing, Justin? Where do you see AD landing? I honestly feel like the Knicks are really possible. I really yeah, do. I don't I do too. It's a gut feeling more than anything, but I feel like the more and more Kevin Durant seems to hate on the media and all that kind of stuff, which is really kind of a shame. Because he used to be awesome on social media. I used to love all him. He went from like fan favorite to douchebag, biggest, real fast, yeah, biggest yeah. fucking dickhead. Yeah, and and as someone who enjoys getting into it with basketball players on Twitter, <laughs> I just I feel like it's really really lame at the end of the day, right? And the only reason I'll poke at people is because the, it gets a rise out of them, and it's sad that it gets a rise out of him. <laughs> like I never understood how I could as like just a middle-class American be happier than an NBA player, but I think I'm genuinely happier than Kevin Durant is. To be fair, though, have you, ever, have you ever seen his feet? They look like corn dogs and socks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> They're like 30 feet long. <laughs> They're so skinny. Oh, you, man, that's great. I don't, oh, I don't know why I've done this. It's not a LeBron obsession, but if you Google LeBron James feet, dude, that dude goes so hard. His toenails <laughs> are just, like, black and crusted. It's pretty terrible. But anyways. Was that trade, a lonely night for you? Were you like, man, I'm in Austin. <laughs> I miss Jess so much. LeBron James feet. <laughs> Next best thing. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so let's let's talk about the HB trade. Um, yep. Harrison Barnes getting traded in the middle of the fucking game which is awkward and apparently pissed Rick Carlisle off uh, for Justin Jackson really? and Zebo, which Zebo's expiring, right? That's that's It's a money thing because yep. Harrison, we've been talking about, hey, he expires this year. Well, so I looked on Hoopsite. He actually has a player option, right. which my boy pointed out, for 25 mil, which he would obviously opt into. 
sure. Yep. So you get you get rid of that risk. Uh, you get Justin Jackson, who eh, he's a decent player. Like he's got he's got a little bit of a ceiling. He can shoot. He can shoot. And he can play defense. Uh, Zebo expires. So I have to. I don't have the number in front of me, but I want to say the Mavs are going to have twenty to twenty five to play with now. They have thirty two uh, to 32. play with. Thirty two. Okay. Okay. So twenty five plus the seven they had. Okay. Right. So, so that's, a Kem- that's a Kemba Walker. That's a Clay Thompson. Kemba Walker does not make sense. I don't want Kemba Walker. I want, and I will overpay for him because I think this guy's worth. Tell me who you think this is, Josh. He made an all-star team this year, and he's worth 18 to 20 million in my mind, but someone will probably fucking max him or give him 30. Give me a position. Uh wing. Chris Middleton. Uh, Chris- oh, I yeah. think he I think he's a 20 million dollar player. Yeah, yeah. He's not a max player. I agree. Um but do you although- think someone will max him? Yeah, I mean, if you're an all-star, you're going to get a max offer for somebody. Charlotte will come out and be like, we'll pay you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, look at look at John Wall. Miami you know? can't wait to give him a bad deal. Yeah, exactly. So that does – I, dude, Chris Middleton would be fantastic. I love uh, I love that type of player. I love the guy that doesn't need the ball in his hands. I love the guy that locks down defense. Hits open I, shots. Yeah, exactly. So, man, I, uh, I was looking at his statistics today. Actually – Keep going. Keep going. I'm going to pull up some Chris Middleton. I was going to say, yeah. not that it matters, but that's not a fourth white guy in the starting lineup. That's true. We, so, we might be throwing Maxi Kleber out there. That's true. He plays like a white guy, though. The thing that I love about this trade is, essentially, when you start looking at all the roster moves that the Mavericks made, they took, they got rid of this Harrison Barnes thing, which he was obviously going to opt in, so that clears up more space. They got rid of Dennis Smith Jr., number nine pick, and brought in Justin Jackson, who was the number 15 pick. So you really only downgrade a little bit. You open that up for Luca a little bit more. You open the lane up for Jalen Brunson because I feel like he could be a big part of coming off the bench for the Mavericks. We've talked about that huge steal. I love Brunson. Love that guy. He was great at Nova. I really think he could do great things for the Mavericks, but he was never really going to progress with DSJ kind of blocking his way. So that kind of gives yep. him an opportunity. And you also have Tim Hardaway Jr., which I don't hate. That dude's averaging 20 points a game. He can score. He yeah. can score. And we've been talking about it all year. Uh, I mean, I realized that Throughout this trade deadline, Dallas just got their hearts ripped out because I think they t- got, what, like four of their five starting lineup, everybody but Luka? Four but, of their six best players are gone. But we've been talking about how they need a shooter and how they need somebody that can actually score. And while they got rid of some stuff, I mean, this is kind of a transition point at this time for the Mavericks, but I still feel like they're going to they're gonna take bigger steps ahead quicker because of it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think they'll be positioned to compete in two to three years. And I'm really interested to see what they do with the 32 million. I'd love to see them get a, a Chris Middleton or a Clay. I'm not crazy optimistic that'll happen because of the past. We haven't been a free agent destination, but the package we have to offer is way more enticing and way different than anything we've ever had before. I would actually love to see us get boogie. I know that sounds crazy. I, I would be good with that, dude. But I mean, if you have boogie, Chris stops and uh, Luke in your lineup, I mean, you got, some crazy versatility and really unique, unique players for their like their their skill set and their size. Do you? I mean, yeah. what what would you? How would you feel about them going after Vucevic though? I'm not as big on Vucevic because I think 21 and 11 or 22 and 11 is a little inflated. Um, he's 28 or 29. I know. I guess Boogie's 27 probably, but I think Vucevic is going to get overpaid. I if we're going to overpay for somebody, I'd much rather. If we're going to max somebody, I'd rather be Clay or Chris Middleton. because, And I think they just fit what we're trying to do a little bit better. Strong. Yeah, those two are better than Vucevic. Vucevic is scoring 22 and uh, 12 because there's nobody else on his team. Right. Correct. Right. Really, high, really high usage rate. Chris Middleton, um, whenever he's guarding Otto Porter, Otto Porter is 21 points per possession or 21 points per 100 possessions worse. Kevin Durant is 20 points per 100 possessions worse than normal. Like that dude's what Tobias that Harris is tw- so. Let's say um, Kev- I don't know what Kevin Durant's actual is. Uh, let's see if I can find it. No, I, I know what it means. I'm trying to get you to summarize. It like Chris yeah, Middleton yeah, is yeah. so what, an above what average mean? defender at worst. No, he's a fantastic defender. Right. Like if you get if you give Chris Middleton or and Kevin Durant playing or Kevin Durant 100 possessions, he's going to score 50 points. If Chris Middleton's guarding him, you give him 100 possessions, he's going to score 30 points. Like that's crazy yeah that's a big deal he's a fantastic defender he's not as as knocked down as clay um but he's i mean clay's a fantastic defender too they're the same player but clay's a better scorer 
Clay's a better shooter. I actually think Middleton has better handles. Clay has some of the worst handles for an NBA all-star guard I've ever seen. He does, but he, he knows how to absurdly an absurd amount. He knows how to use his his like big six foot seven frame body and like right. keep it between him and the defender and shoot those turnaround jumpers and and floaters. Like that's what he's good at. No one ever thought you could average twenty two and not dribble. Yeah. So realistically, do you think? Do you guys think that Clay would consider signing in Dallas? No. No. I think it's Golden State or LA for him. But why? I mean, I I think Dallas is a more desirable destination than L.A. at this point. We talked about that a little bit ago. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So, obviously, we see why it's staying in Golden State, right? Splash Brothers champion. Stay there your whole career. It's still in Cali. He's yeah. from California. He's an L.A. guy. He lives in L.A. in the offseason. True. Dallas isn't sexy. Like we, we have oil and, like, cows. Yeah, and now yeah, that, I mean, and now that yeah, Kyle's gone. Versus it's, L.A. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, what are you guys gonna do? <laughs> yeah, now, uh, now that Kyle's gone, not to lay on his couch in Dallas, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas is sexier than twenty twenty other places. Yeah, okay, it's not L.A., Miami, New York, but it's not fucking Milwaukee or Memphis. Like, it's still a metropolitan area with five professional sports teams. So uh, I, I agree with that, but also the other draw out of it is Luca. We've got Luca and Kristaps Porzingis. Like, I was about to say, let's get to the actual product. Yeah, Dallas is sexier than L.A. At this point, yes, and no Lavar. I don't. I don't think that Clay. I. I don't think Clay doesn't seem like a guy to me that's going for legacy. Clay seems like a dude that wants to get his. Or not. No, that's not right. I'm sorry. Clay seems like a dude that wants it to be relatively easy. He wants to have a peaceful, easy situation in hoop. He yeah, exactly. He wants to have 25 mil and blow at least like. 20 of that on weed every year and then <laughs> take the rest of his five mil and retire early. Like he's too chill to, for, to, for me to believe that he's going to look at teams and go, I have a better chance at winning in Dallas. I'm going to go there. Agreed. So that's why, that's why I have concerns about clay coming here. Um, I would love it, dude. I would buy, a, I would buy like, I would do nothing but wear a clay Thompson Jersey every single day. I think that dude might be my favorite player in the league if he didn't play for golden state, but yeah, I see so, the the vision there. I think that makes sense. It's just, I don't know. I just, I, I think these guys are going to look at it from a basketball standpoint mostly. It feels like that's what's happened over the last however long. And it, it just feels to me like they're they're going to look at it realistically. And it's a, not a bad destination. It's really not. What know? I see happening is this smoking on a, on, on a max. We're going to miss that. And then we're going to get two pretty good players because with 32 million, you can get two $16 million players or a 20 and a $12 million player and still improve your team a lot. Strong agree. It's going to be interesting as we keep going to see kind of how that comes into play or, you know, how everything starts to kind of clear and what the market kind of looks like as we get towards the end of the season and what guys are thinking and all that. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens for Dallas because I've, I've tried to start putting some things together in my head, but I really don't know what they're going to need, what they're going to look like going forward. I played out like five scenarios in my head today at work. Yeah, and man, the boogie one is one of the ones that excites me the most, to be honest with you. Me too. Absolutely. Because if you can throw such a, just like I said, unique team. Like we haven't really ever seen a 6'11 guy that can shoot that's like 280, right? And can post up and block shots with Two of them. a seven three guy that can block shots and hit threes and handle the ball like a fucking wing and then a six eight you know potential hall of famer that i mean the, the passes luca makes are just it's it's lebron-esque yeah it yeah. really is that we kind of saw it last year with the pelicans but you didn't have luca there you know so like with ad and demarcus whenever they were healthy but and that's the thing that concerns me is like DeMarcus is really going to have to show me that he can take, be a part of the team this year for the rest of the year and in the playoffs. He's shown it thus far. Yeah, he has. He's going to have to continue to do it. Yep, no doubt about it. Well, I feel like we have to talk about the biggest train wreck that happened. We already touched on a little bit with the Anthony Davis thing, but I think we need to talk about the Lakers side of everything. Dude, I'm at a loss for words. I don't know what to <laughs> fucking say. Like, how? Yeah. What, so what was their big splash? Muscala? Yeah. Mike Muscala. I think I tweeted out something like, "When you can't uh, can't trade for Anthony Davis, the next best thing is Mike Muscala." <laughs> I saw that. Clearly, Clearly the second best. Option. We don't want you, Anthony. We're gonna take Mike. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, dude, that was, uh, I don't, so I, I never feel like the Lakers are one off season away from, from not winning a championship. Yeah. And that was a horrible way to say yeah, I, I always feel that. like the Lakers are one off season away from winning a championship. Always. Cause that's not true anymore though. I know dude, over the past few off seasons, like it I still hasn't, feel that way though. I, I agree. mean, they are one player. Like I, I really, truly, truly believe that Anthony Davis is going to, going to continue to tamper and that he's going to end up going to LA because nobody else would trade for him and that the Pelicans will get less for him than they would have gotten had they taken it at the deadline. They were offering him freaking two draft picks and five other first rounders I that just, had already been drafted. I absolutely love that they nuked all their team chemistry over this whole thing though. That is just such an unbelievably great post Kobe era Lakers move. Yeah. But this team was going to turn over anyways. But, yeah, it's it's going to be a shit show. So you're going to love the rest of the season for the Lakers. They could fuck around and f- just play their way out of the playoffs. Uh, they don't have any draft picks either, right? And is, uh, I, I have to look at that. I'm sure that they – yeah, I don't know. I think they've stashed some, but they may not be their picks. But what I'm interested in now and what I've kind of been speculating on, because, I mean, I still care about the Lakers because of LeBron at this, at this point. Um, but – I don't know what free agents are going to come there, right? Because KD's not going there. Nope. Kawhi wants his own thing. Yep. AD, I know Josh is pretty bullish on that. I'm not sold that he's going there. And, you know, I mean, yeah, then, then you start getting the more middle tiers, Middleton, Clay Thompson, Tobias Harris. I don't know if any of those guys go there. So it's going to be really interesting if – and I hope this isn't the case, but the LeBron situation in L.A. doesn't play out where everyone's like, oh, people are going to be just – foaming at the mouth to go to LA and play with LeBron. Maybe that's not the situation. That's not the situation anymore. And that's what, what LeBron's starting to see. I mean, this has happened twice to him in the last six months. Kawhi and the Spurs said, we're absolutely not trading you to the Lakers. And that's what happened. And now this, and it's the same exact thing. It's crazy to me that that's how this is starting to play out for the Lakers. But like the Lakers have done what the Mavericks tried to do with Dirk on a much bigger scale. So like right. the Mavericks free agency pitch used to be, we've got Dirk and that's awesome. That's not how you win in this league anymore. That's it. And so yep. now the, the Lakers are trying to say, well, we've got LeBron and we've got magic in the front office and we've got this, and we've got that. But what like, else? it's a shit show. All of that is Nothing a shit else. show. And the thing that kills me the most about the Lakers in the last couple of years is that they've had great players. D'Angelo Russell. They've had guys like Brandon Ingram, Kuzma, people that they've absolutely shit on for no reason, who are good players that are going to be successful in this league. That's insane to me. I mean, everybody's everybody does that. Like, all everybody's pissed. All the players in the league are pissed off at Boston because of the stuff that's happening with or the stuff that happened with Isaiah. They don't know if they're going to be able to sign Kyrie next year. So it's like, and there has to be some sort of like come to an agreement agreement. But, or agreement between teams and players and have some trust there. I don't think there's very much trust between teams and players right now. Sands, Golden State. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I I actually think the most likely free agent to come to LA or to go to LA is Kyrie. I see the vision on that. That would be hilarious. Kyrie comes back crying. Kevin LeBron are in cahoots. This has just been planned the entire time. I'm going to say something that's going to, that could possibly make Justin very upset. Go for it. I'm prepping. Basketball deserves a LeBron James statue out of the, outside of the Lakers uh, stadium. Why would that Basketball be? deserves that. What? Why would that upset him? Why would that upset because me? He's, because he's a Boston fan because you hate Lakers. Oh, I don't really care about that. It's not like LeBron played for the Celtics or anything. Yeah, that's fair. That, I, now, I really, if they put a Larry Bird statue up, then we'd have a problem. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I really I want to see him win a championship and I want to see it happen however it happens there because I do think that the most storied like top two most storied players in the history of the league and top two most storied franchise play or franchises in the history of the league need to win together. Yeah, I mean yeah. I I see the vision on that, but I just feel like the Lakers are just not the destination they think they are, and everybody's like, oh L A L A L A, but like this league has grown substantially, and the, all these small market teams, quote unquote. I mean Dallas is probably on the the of the big market teams on the smallest end of that. Yeah, right? it's a you call it a medium market or a small big right. market. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's definitely on the fringe of that. But those types of teams, I mean Milwaukee's one of those teams, and that's a de- desirable. Oh, destination. Milwaukee is a small market team, right? Milwaukee's- but still a desirable uh, a destination though. I don't think it is. is it? I think they got lucky and they drafted Giannis, who is just 
amazing. Like but, that's the like the prototype, like who you want to draft in character, in game, and everything. Right. I think they got lucky. He's gonna, but, he's gonna leave though because no one wants to live in fucking Wisconsin. But he's my, gonna leave. I don't, but I don't my think thing is, is well, and my Giannis, thing with Giannis that, is dipping. There's no yeah. way he stays there. He goes to L.A. Wins with LeBron. <laughs> nah, nah. Let's he, hope Magic isn't selling that. <laughs> but my thing about that is, I just think that if you're like a, say you're I'm trying to think of what they would like need. Just say you're like a, a Clay Thompson this summer. Forget about position and all that for just a second. Isn't that a desirable place to go to be able to win though? And to the Bucks. Yeah, to the Bucks. If that's what you wanted to do. Yeah. They play his style of game. Yeah. Um, All I'm saying is, again, I'm not trying to dive into the specifics of that about whether that would work or not, but my point is they're a desirable destination even though they're a small market team. And that's what teams like the Celtics and the Lakers and all these teams are starting to underestimate is that these places can still be desirable destinations. What really sucks is I think the most desirable destination for anyone is where can I get these people that I'm supposed to be freaking competing against to go go to with me? I think that's become the most desirable destination, and it sucks. Yeah, and I think Giannis is the type of guy that's a little more old school, as you referenced, Josh, where he may not join forces. I just think he's going to leave the Bucks, and I don't know why. I just get that feeling that he's going to. But I agree with what you're saying, Justin. Uh, It's not – where LA and New York just dominate now, right? Like yeah. guys are going for basketball situations, for comfortable situations, play with guys they like, guys they know. I, I agree with that. Uh, I don't think LA is the destination they think they are, but we'll see. I don't see Clay Thompson leaving leaving California and going uh, to Milwaukee, though. I, I really don't. I, is is marijuana even legal in Wisconsin? He's definitely not going. Yeah. <laughs> I can promise you, chance. you don't want to be the cop that uh, throws Clay Thompson in jail over marijuana, though. No. <laughs> so I think it's pretty, it's probably legal for Clay and Will. Dude, that dude's getting that dude's getting profiled in small town Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, biggest win, actually, a huge win that we didn't talk about <laughs> is uh, Marcus Sol. Dude, I yeah. think that that might put the Raptors now that I look at their because they didn't have to get rid of uh, Siakam or. Uh, Oh, I'm just gonna say Obi because I say that every time I say that guy's name, I sound like I'm having a fucking stroke. <laughs> Uber, you mean? <laughs> no, Obi. I don't know. Oh, oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Kelly Oubre for a second. I was like, wait a minute, what did I miss here? <laughs> you were t- tweeting from the um from the on the break uh um profile today and talking about that. Yeah, and I tried to come back and reply with my personal profile and say there's no way that they didn't lose Siakam on that. And I actually did it with the on the break. So my bad. But <laughs> I was super surprised when they didn't lose Siakam on that. Like they took Valanchunas and uh who was the other person that they took? Uh Delon Wright and then there was one more, maybe a first rounder or something. Yeah, it was a pick. But, I can live with that. So yeah. I mean he's Marcus Soul is so great at He's a great passer. He's a good shooter for a center. And he's so good at positional defense without being athletic. Just putting himself in the right spot, putting his arms up. He's long. He makes shots harder. I think that combination with so who like what's their starting roster gonna or starting lineup gonna look like? You got Lowry, Kawhi. Um who, who else is on the who plays at the three? Uh actually OG. OG, OG yeah, OG. Yep. And then Surge or Siakam, whichever one, and then Valanciunas, and the other one comes off the bench as a six man. Well, like Valanciunas is gone, so I, you go Surge and then Gasol. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. Gasol is just Valanciunas, but like leveled up. Is what it is. <laughs> so going to fit. And yeah. you bring Siakam off the bench, yeah. or maybe bring Surge off the bench for scoring. However, you right. want to do it. Yeah, they're interchangeable. Yeah, I like the Marcus Gasol trade though, Pretty and they good. got man. I was looking at his numbers today. They're better than I I thought they would be. He's a this is, I think, his 11th season in the NBA. I thought he's a little bit older. Than Maybe that. more than that. I thought it was his 11th. Uh, he might have played some professional ball in Spain, though. That he oh, did. Right. Um, yeah. He did. And also, he's been injured for a little bit, so he seems a little bit older just because of that. Okay, got it. Let's see. So I'm looking at his stats real quick. So this year, he's averaging... Let's see. Wow, he's averaging 44% from field goal range. That's pretty crazy for a guy his size. Let's From three point or field goal? Field goal. Huh. Uh, let's see. So he's Love got. I would expect actually. Yeah, I would think around fifty. But he also shoots a lot more jumpers than a normal big. Yeah, he um, he, he shoots non fifteen footers. Yeah, non Daryl Morey type shots. Not not analytic 
analytical shots, but mm-hmm. I think it's going to be huge for their team. Looking at these rosters, uh, take the Pacers out of because of the Oladipo injury, especially. Yeah. Although they're even though they're, I mean, they're still playing decent. They've won three in a row. Yep. You look at Sixers, Celtics, Raptors, Bucks. Clearly, one of those four teams is going to win the Eastern Conference. Although I may feel a little more strongly about one over the other, I think you can make an argument that any of those four teams could win. Yeah, I There's still a lot of talent on those teams. I still really like the Bucks, but I thought that they did a three-team trade that was like in pieces. So first they sent Thon Maker for Stanley Johnson, and then which I whenever that first happened, I said, "Oh my gosh, they just got the Kawhi killer!" Like with Stanley Johnson, um, just looking at the same stats that we looked at previously for. Um, Who's the player that looked at? Chris Milton? Yeah, holding, this is incredible. Yeah, this is crazy. Um, holding Jason Tatum to 20 points per 100 less. Um, Kevin Durant to 10.6 per, per 100 less. Ben Simmons to 10.5 per 100 less. And he just shuts down Kawhi. He doesn't have enough uh, possessions against Kawhi to really like for me to show it up here. But he made – he like won a game by himself because he had like five possessions in a row on Kawhi where the Kawhi just got turnovers. And then he hit three. So he's he's very much the person that could have taken the load off of Giannis, off of Chris Middleton, and, and freed them up a little bit more on offense in order to stop that big three and D guy, big off or offensive player on the other team. And then they traded him for another three point shooter. Like they don't have enough of those already. So I didn't. Yeah, I didn't quite understand. I don't really that. get that either. But um, I was really excited, and I thought they got really a lot better whenever they got Stanley. But they got Miritich, who is a better three point shooter than than maker was he's but I don't a think great three-point shooter he's a fantastic three-point shooter but I, I just didn't feel like they needed any more firepower like what's one more cannon when you have a whole arsenal of them you know let so. me ask you this because i think the bucks are extremely impressive and i'm growing they're growing on me more as the season goes right yeah i think you could argue they have the least talent of those four teams just maybe the best chemistry the best oh, for system. sure yeah you could but the they Sixers have the definitely have more talent the celtics have more talent and they have the best player, but not the Raptors most. probably have the best talent. Yeah. Yeah. So I was actually saying that to, to my boy the other day. I think there's like four just elite defense dif, uh, difference makers in the East. And each one of those teams has one of those players, like the top yeah. four players in the East. And then it's a hard drop off for me in order is Kawhi, Giannis, Embiid, Kyrie, and then it's a hard drop off. A and real hard drop off. Has that? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, then you're looking at Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, or Kemba. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, like drops, but he's quick. not on a good team. Yeah, and I probably got Giannis, Kawhi. <laughs> Make an argument to me that Giannis is better than Kawhi. Um, he does more for other than team. other than statistics, other than facts. Yeah. <laughs> um, other sure. than pa- I facts mean, to block up your argument. He, I would argue you know that I'm trying to get at though, right? No, I, I understand. So you you look at Kawhi and you go, that guy can shoot. That guy can do everything from everywhere. Giannis can Kawhi can score at three different levels. So inside, mid range, and, <laughs> and apparently you think Kawhi Leonard, based on our text today, is as strong as fucking Von Miller or some shit. Dude, that guy is strong, man. He's like, I don't think he's like that strong. I think he's like an above average strength for the NBA, but he's not elite NBA strength. Why? I, I would say he, for his position. I mean, he's not as strong as Boogie. Like, it, you got to define elite for me. Like, for, for a wing. small forward? For a yeah. wing. Yeah, I would say he's elite. Mm. But, anywho, um, I, I w- he can score at three different levels. Like, close, mid-range. And three point line, Giannis can only really score at one level, but he does that so really, well. Really well. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you can't stop him from getting to that one level. So I, I don't know. I, I pretty good I passer think too. Giannis, Giannis is, really is a pretty good passer. Good passer. Kawhi is too, though. Um, or at least he's never in a position where he has to pass or where they don't run the offense through him like Giannis does or like they do Giannis. But he has good court vision. Biggest he difference makes- to me, because I think their offense washes out in a weird way, even though they do things differently. Biggest difference for me is if you're you're in Game Seven of the Eastern Conference playoffs, I can go to Kawhi Leonard and say I need you to shut down the best player on the other team, and you can't do that with Giannis because unless the best player is a big man, I really think you can with Giannis. So you think you put Giannis on Kyrie? Yeah. Yep, I agree with that. Yeah. No way, dude. Kyrie is so much faster and has such good handles. I mean, Kyrie, it, Kyrie's eating that. 
he oh, he would I, do the I same thing that, to Kawhi. I hope that shit happens. No, he would do Kyrie the same. Would thing. not do the same thing to Kawhi. You were just telling me you're like Kawhi is the biggest, the the, the most, or uh, the best combination of speed and strength in the NBA. And now Kyrie can just blow by him. Did I say that? You yeah, did say it, that because it's, it's different. Kyrie's not strong. He's fast. Mm. So like oh, it's yeah. it's different. Like he can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Giannis Giannis is not as Actually, he might be as fast as there's not there's no Giannis way is as Ka- fast as, as Kyrie as Irving. Kawhi as Kawhi okay <laughs> as Kawhi no not yeah. as nobody's as fast as Kyrie Irving <laughs> dude Giannis God. let's Bucks are getting Bucks are getting bounced in the first round the stats are coming baby where's my Giannis I, is on my Carl Anthony Towns list for this podcast <laughs> we, now we need a uh, like a you know how in those um, um, movies they always have the nerd in the van just looking at stats all the time we need one of those that's not me. Like I'm not in I the band. Like, I can't. Don't do we already have one of those? We have one of those. It's me. <laughs> but dude, like Giannis is an elite defender, 100% elite defender, and he's so long, and he can recover faster than Kawhi because he's even longer than Kawhi. Kawhi's elite length, but Giannis is the only person in the league, not the only one, but is one of six the only people in the league that's. God dang it! I hate you so much. <laughs> in three seasons. <laughs> <laughs> this again. Oh, man. This again. All right, boys. He's we not got yet as good as Jordan. <laughs> All right, boys. We got to wrap this up. It has been awesome talking trade deadline stuff with you guys. One more quick thing. Who won the trade deadline? Each of you go. 76ers. Uh, yeah, 76ers. I'm sorry. 76ers. I'm going to go with the uh, longer-term pick and pick the Mavericks here. Giannis like won the it. trade deadline. I hope you're right. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people hope I'm right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. Special shout-out to Chris and Rush for uh, participating in our chat during the, the live broadcast here today. And uh, make sure everybody to follow us on Twitter at On The Break Pod, uh, on Facebook as well, Since Blue Loud Media. Check out the website, SinceBlueLoud.com. And we will be back next week. Later.